It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Empowered You. My name is Jenny Powers. I am the host and a big shout out to everybody at the Divas That Care Network. I am so excited about today's episode. I have had the incredible gift of getting to meet um, my next guest. And we met for the first time. And I think our conversation could have gone on for about six days. So um, I'm so thrilled to have Kate Nelligan here with us. She um, just has an extraordinary story. And I really started this podcast and have aligned with amazing women just to share stories and to you know, open all of us up to the journey of becoming your most empowered self and living your most empowered life. So Kate, thank you so much for being here. Um, I love, you know, the path that you've had, not only where you've sort of landed now and kind of um, how you're giving back in the world and living your passion, which is so unique and so healing and so wonderful. But, you know, I love the journey um, that how you got here. And I think we have a lot of overlap. And so today, Kate and I sort of pick the topic of what lights you up. I think that we are both wired for that kind of inner joy. And I think, you know, I can speak for myself. And I think we have, again, a shared interest in certainly living a life that is most rewarding and fulfilling and feels important and valuable to us, but also, you know, aligning ourselves with our purpose and our mission and to serve and to help. So um, without further ado, I would love to, you know, welcome Kate to this amazing podcast, Empowered You. Um, Kate is an equine partnered life coach, which um, I re- read an article a few years ago about that role in this world. And I was so transfixed by just what it does and how it heals. So I would love to just hear more about you a little bit, you know, about how you've kind of, um, we can get into your journey more, but for someone who's just kind of listening and isn't as familiar with this line of work and this kind of um, amazing corner of, of healing, can you tell us a little bit about kind of what you do? Sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me here. I loved our conversation before this and excited to talk more. So I, pair horses and donkeys and uh, and actually goats as well with humans in personal and professional growth. So that might look like a one-on-one private where people are working on emotional intelligence skills or deepening in self-love and self-care or a group workshop around a theme like intuition development or a team building. Um, or some sort of leadership training where teams are practicing communication and mindfulness. And essentially we're doing it all in an experiential setting in nature with the animals, really learning their ways of being, what works for them. They have been on the planet longer. They have really intricate communication systems that um, I think we can learn a lot from. I feel like they hold the keys to things that humanity can really benefit from to become um, more awakened and evolved society. So I am just super grateful to be working with them since I've loved horses since I was a kid. And uh, this is really my IntelliKey, my purpose to be helping um, humanity in this work. 
And I love that. And I think one of the things I was so impressed about and, and truly inspired me was, you know, having the courage to say yes to this, this calling and this journey. I think that, you know, you and I spoke again, I could share our six hour conversation, you know, it was a really special conversation where I saw a lot of myself in your journey. And I know we both spent time in LA and kind of what that environment and, and being in the entertainment industry in different facets, but certainly, you know, in the same city, in the same kind of environment. And, and I really honored and recognized your courage to kind of leave that behind in a way. You know, I think there's, I live in New York City now. So, you know, there's a lot of struggle with obligation and shoulds and what is the path I, you know, should be following, whether it's pressure from society or parents or just the expectation of, you know, New York City is wired for money, right? It's earn money, make money, chase money, do money. You know, it's like, it's one, one trick town. Um, so can you talk a little bit about, you know, obviously always with this theme of kind of what lights you up and, you know, I want to certainly get to that and kind of what you're doing now, but in terms of kind of what led you here to kind of this place where you really feel like you're aligned with what you're meant to do, can you give our audience just a little bit of a journey? So, you know, I think we can often see people like you having arrived and, and really saying, wow, she found it, she found her calling. And, you know, for someone listening who maybe is thinking, what I'm doing doesn't speak to my heart or doesn't really resonate, but gosh, that, that whisper of the thing I want to do feels far away or feels impossible. Can you just share a little bit about how you, you know, took that leap of faith and then the journey that's got you here? Yeah. Well, I talk to a lot of those women who are wanting something else, wanting something more meaningful, especially in career. And for me, it became, I, I really believe we're either pushed by pain or pulled by pleasure. And I, you know, in my case, it was both um, because the horses are my greatest love. And the pain point for me was just, you know, I loved entertainment until I didn't. And it became uh, very different. I was very much more ego driven and, you know, fell into the, being from the East Coast, fell into that whole cycle of yeah. And have a great title. And um, I achieved a decent amount of success by the time I was 31. And then I looked around and I said, what else? I don't, you know, this should be filling me up and it's not. Yeah. So what do I do now? And what do I want to really create? And luckily I was getting my master's in spiritual psychology and they have a whole program where you get in touch with your dreams so that you can understand what it is you're really here for. And a lot of what I find is that true joy comes from being of service to others and really being in that place of helping people. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that push, I love that, like, you know, pushed from pain or pulled by pleasure. And I think that, you know, within that vein, there's so much of a journey kind of around that, right? It's like, the expectation and the the sense of um, I think I just lost your video, but um, but just a sense of you know kind of what speaks to you and what resonates and what is kind of everything that you want to be doing. So I think that you know for people that have that ability to connect and sort of say like this is what I want to be doing, this is what I want to be experiencing you know, in this, this topic of what we're talking about, you know, what lights you up? Um, did you feel like that, that pull to pleasure and kind of what that was, was, a, was basically the horses, your, you know, that connection you kind of had with them as animals was that pull, you know, obviously you mentioned serving and that being sort of the greatest happiness. Like, what do you think it was that kind of 
you know, pulled you into this next chapter. Um, and then, you know, obviously as, as we get into talking about like what truly lights you up. I mean, I couldn't really say no to the horses. It's a, a lot of people can't, uh, for me, they sort of took over my life and I talk about it that way. Yeah. It was one of those things where, you know, I, when I talk to people who want to begin this work, they're, they have that whole imposter syndrome, like, who am I? Can I do this? You know, and my, I delayed it for about a year when I started because I was in that mindset of, well, this is my hobby. Can I really make a career from this? And I don't want to bring that old type A energy I had from the movie studio into a place that I deeply loved. So for me, it was very much, I just kept listening to the horses and they kept guiding me. So they really have been my partners in this and have helped me to get out of my own way, which they help my clients with now. Um, And myself always, I'm always a student of the horse. Um, So for me, it was really one step at a time, which is usually what I do with my clients when they're wanting to make big changes um, or they're not entirely sure what it is yet, but they know there's something else out there for them. It's experimentation. It's trying it, seeing what happens. And I, I did workshops and loved them early on. And I realized I did have a gift for it and I felt really fueled by it. I felt lit up by it. And I went, okay, well, this is a sign of what I call the trifecta, which is what do you love? What are you great at? And what does the world need? And I find a calling fits into those three categories. And I really was great and am great at coaching and working in the healing modalities with horses. And then I felt like the world needed so much more support around emotional wellness and health. And then also, um, I love it because I get to be in nature with them. And I really, the hardest thing I think for me and when others are in these kind of transition periods is, is giving ourselves permission to do it. Believing yeah. we can have it and we can have what we want because it's a lot of self-worth stuff that can come up. Um, and just knowing that if we want it, it most likely wants us as well. Like the horses were like, you're doing this. So I leaned on them, or I always say, like, lean on someone's belief in you until you believe in yourself. Yeah. I say that all the time. I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which I, I find this so fascinating and I love this. And I'm so happy to have this opportunity because I love, you know, whether it's this podcast, I host a, a you know, another show called called Building a Boss. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, I'm just I'm passionate about women and men as well, but women in particular and stories and, and journeys. And I think, you know, for for me and for anybody listening, what does it mean to to have the horse guide you? What is that, what does that look like? What does that feel like? I just I'm very energetic as well. I love to exercise. I love being in nature. I'm never happier when I'm outside. So I energetically can sort of imagine it, but in terms of what it actually is, can you just share a little bit about kind of what that experience is like? Yeah, I feel like in some ways it's a muse. It's that we feel guided and connected to something greater and bigger than ourselves. Um, we feel also like a lot of people talk about it as spirit animal or power animal, where um, there's just this like consistent nudging. And people will come to me and say, "Well, I'm having dreams about horses, or I can't stop thinking about horses, or I keep seeing them." Oh wow, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they know that they're being called to learn something from horses at that time, and. In many ways, that was my journey as well. I actually, in my master's program, created another, uh, basically, I wanted to be an entrepreneur, and I knew that even though I was inside of this corporate system, And but my first step was in conscious media, and I created a TV channel, 
And yet my inner child, they have this process where you get in touch with your inner child. And she's just like, oh, you can do that while you're riding a horse. Like she just wanted to get back on a horse. Wow. And I finally, my self-love was high enough that I got myself back on a horse. And then this horse that I found named Leechy, her name means happily. And it really was that like live with happiness, like that message of you deserve happiness. And then when she passed, it was the legacy of bring the happiness of the horses to others. And so it really, for me, was this thing that I, I fought myself for that first year and I got in my own way. And then finally after her death, and sometimes that's what happens in the awakening process is like, we go through that again, that being pushed by pain where I was like, well, what else am I going to do? I know I can't go back to corporate and be in that discontent anymore. And I am just going to serve the horses. And so I just kept recommitting my why is I'm here for the I'm here for humans to evolve and ascend and awaken but I really feel like I'm here for the horses and to spread their message and really the message of all of animals and nature which is that being is just as valuable as doing and for us to be a healthier and happier society we have to create that imbalance yeah and I just I love the you know, a conversation like this, because you just realize, I, I think in my book, there's a page, you know, believe we're all connected or something like that. And it just talks about how, you know, we're one big masterpiece, we're one big puzzle and every piece is necessary and different and unique and kind of it all fits together. But I think so often, you know, that's obviously a more evolved spiritual way of, of looking at things, right? That you're just one part of the whole. Um, so within two questions come to mind. The first one I'll start with is, with, you know, these horses, say I'm, you know, a potential client or someone who has either, again, struggling with pain or just having dreams about horses or is, feels called to kind of explore this, this avenue. What is it like to work with you? Yeah, it's a great question. So people come usually because they're either interested in personal development and want to see how the horses might help, or they're interested in horses and open to some sort of healing. And we're on the ground working eye to eye with a horse. I have, uh, right now I have two horses. They work very differently. And one is very much through movement and action. So it might be, hey, let's halter a horse for the first time. And as you go to do something for the very first time, how are you with yourself? right? Is there negative yeah. self-talk? Are you willing to ask for help? So how you do one thing is how you might do anything. So yeah. even the simple act of putting a halter on, which you've never done before, can bring up stuff to process, yeah. to dialogue and to heal. And then my other horse works very much like an energy worker. If you were to think of Reiki or whatnot, and she will literally, I have beautiful photos of her just like putting her nose up and breathing in certain body parts on people the way, you know, a chiropractor might work their hands on someone. And, you know, she will meditate with people, breathe. I often, I hear the horses I am trained in animal communication. And so I will bring in messages that they have too. So different wisdom and different things for people that uh, is relevant to what they're going through right now, the way you might ask an intuitive guide for. And now, I, which I find incredible. And, and that really reminds me of this article that I read a few years ago. And I just, I got it. I just intuitively, I think it was, you know, telling the story of, of a woman who had potentially been sexually abused or there was trauma, deep, deep trauma and pain. And within a session or two, she was just transformed. And I just remember not knowing a lot about kind of this form or modality of healing, but really connecting and saying, you know, I, I, I get it. I believe in it. I can feel how that would work. It was just so 
clear to me that that energy is, is transformative in that way. And so in terms of training the horses, like what are they, how do you, are they naturally gifted at this? Are, is there training? Is there support or kind of guided direction? You know, how do you get to this place that obviously you've so brilliantly arrived in this partnership and clearly, you know, a wordless form of communication, which at the very least is extraordinary. How do you kind of get the horses to where they are now in, in kind of this partnership with you? Yeah, it's a great question. And I've worked with over 100 horses all over the country. And they are, in my opinion, many of them are naturally gifted. They all show up a little differently the way um, some show up in what I would call more of like a coaching and teaching. It's like they model or mirror or um, show someone was calling it pantomime the other day, which is a great way of describing it, like what is actually going on with the clients, right? And so the and in the energetic field, like, two horses might start fighting all of a sudden. Then you ask the client, what does that look like or feel like to you? And next thing you know, they're like, oh, that's what's going on with my parents, right? They're fighting. Um, there's stuff like that, that you start to see them act things out. I call those more like the horse teachers or coaches. And then you have the, what I'd call like more like the energy worker horses and the healers, the ones that I have also put people down like on massage tables and the, the horse will come and just work on different parts. And- really? stay on a person's ankle it's amazing and I have such great videos of it it too because people don't really understand it until they see it and I I mean I had no idea horses could do this work I rode up riding competing in college jumping I had no idea that this was like the secret of the horse that I was just discovering and watching when I was able to not be on their backs and slow down and breathe and receive from them. Um, But a lot of horse people, you know, we don't, they don't see them this way. So part of my job is to just help educate and and help uh, shine a light on their other gifts. But, you know, those are the teacher types. And if they're working on, or excuse me, the healer types, and if they're working on an ankle and then I go, well, what was that about? They're like, oh, I got in a car accident four months ago and I hurt, I sprained my ankle. And I'm like, what? And so the horse knows intuitively where to go to. Um, Some horses may need training in this in the sense that they might be like, I have a younger horse and she has had to watch the way the other horses work to really see how she wants to work and show up in her own. She's very different. She'll work very quickly and then she's out. Whereas another horse might stay for hours with someone. And so it really changes based on their, I think, maturity level, their interests in it, very similar to us, right? Um, but they're naturally connected to so much. They're, they're meditating, they're prey animals. So they have ways of being already that is just innate to them. And they're also, their hearts are five times the size of ours, right? So there's also the biology component of who a horse is that's different from a human. Um, And, you know, we, our egos get in the way if we were to coach someone or do therapy, whereas they don't have that, right? They're not judging you for what you drove in in or anything like that. So it's a very different, um, Thing. And there are horses, people like, can all horses do this? I do believe all horses can. I don't believe all horses want to. And I think some are definitely more naturally gifted at it than others. I find sometimes the maturity um, factor is there if they've been doing it or some like just it lights them up. One of my horses, it lights her up to ride with me. And my other horse, it lights her up to do this coaching and healing work with humans. So it's, you know, they're all unique individual sentient beings like we are. Yeah. 
I mean, and I love that that's the perfect, you know, balance and kind of connection of we're here talking about kind of what lights you up, what lights us up. And then there is kind of the mirrored image of what lights up a horse. And I just think it's, it's amazing to have that awareness of that unseen energy. I know, you know, you briefly talked about Reiki and those, and I, I know I shared the story when we, you know, first connected and there was, I went, uh, I lived in LA. I was an actress at the time and being an actress had forever been my dream forever. I was going to be Meryl Streep. I was going to win an Academy Award. I visualized it. I saw it. I was not stopping until I got there. And I started to get a little bit more into personal development and kind of spiritual belief. And is there a higher power? Isn't there? I grew up kind of with no belief around anything, not, not negative, not positive, just kind of believe for yourself. And so I remember being kind of interested in Reiki. I went and had a, a few sessions and I remember I, she, I just couldn't believe she didn't need to touch me. She was like, no, no, no. I'm just going to, you know, let my hands feel the energy that's sort of coming off of you. And I was aware enough to kind of be open to it, but I definitely was kind of like, okay, this is going to be a waste of my time. And it's really interesting now to reflect on that, that moment, because I sort of came out of this session and she said, you're not going to be an actress. And I, I was angry. I was so like, how do you know me? I want a refund. Like <laughs> you're crushing my dream. Like, how dare you? But it's so interesting. She said, I see you in front of just a large audience. I see you speaking. I see you traveling and kind of sharing a message that is your own. This was honestly 10 years ago, maybe maybe even longer. And I resisted it. And I thought this woman has no idea what she's talking about because I thought she had sort of, you know, told me my dream wasn't going to come true. Fast forward to now when I'm, you know, stepping forward, I'm an author and a speaker. And I, you know, envision that that is the path for me. That experience though, not, you know, sort of based in horses. I think the more that we have conversations around just that unseen energy, right? That you and I are more kind of experienced or more aware of it. But I just think the more we share that, that like, there is something out there, right? Like my, I wrote a book called Empowered, The Woman's Guide to Following Your Heart. And I always say like, our hearts beat on our own, right? We don't do that. To your point, like the horses don't care what you drove up in. Like you think you're all powerful, but like your heart beats for you. And so I think that, you know, this discussion around energy and I just, I, I truly admire how connected you are, obviously to your own, but then to be able to see that harness it and then give that from an animal back to another human being. I just think it's, it's this, that almost is a trifecta in a way as well, right? Like that triangle of you, the horse, the client, like, and yes. that's, you know, what happens in between. So I just, I love it. And I love, now I have to come out and do it with you, of course. Yeah. Um, but what, you know, if, if this, obviously I love sharing journeys and meeting extraordinary women like you to inspire all of us, but for, you know, this, this conversation in terms of, you know, what lights you up, like what lights you up the most about um, maybe the journey that you've been on and then also kind of where you are now and, and how you're serving in the world. Yeah, I love it. I think what lights me up about my journey is just how much I've changed. I mean, yeah. I really was an atheist that was alcohol dependent and had like, did not even want to be on the planet at times in college and really oh. had very different goals and aspirations to yeah. him now. And just so much more heart-centered and service-centered now. Um, 
my master's program has a book called Loyalty to Your Soul. And that's really what it's been for me, just getting to know my gifts and my soul's energy and not necessarily just being in the, the trapping of the ego mind. Uh, so I, I think I'm just excited about how much I've changed and what I've done in a short amount of time in my life. And I know others can do it, right? Like I'm not special by any means. So if I can do that, anyone can do that. And I love um, now watching my clients choose stuff that they've always wanted and now are giving themselves permission to go for, we call it goat for it. Um, to honor oh, I love that. <laughs> but I mean, even just this morning talking to a client who, who did a move and she's been wanting to, to do this move for years and just made it happen within two weeks. So it's just really cool for me. Um, I, what lights me up is watching people go for what they want and achieve it and feel the happiness that comes from self-honoring choices, from putting yourself, especially women, in a place of more freedom and liberation and um enjoy. Uh, and then what gives me the most joy is watching my animals work. Like I will love when one of my goats goes up to someone and is like, Hey, you need me today. You need my energy. You need my teaching. Um, or, and just follows them around for the whole session and stays with them. And, you know, each of my goats teach different things. Same with my horses. And I love watching my horses work. I love them like leave their food or their herd and just come over and focus on a human and, and give to them because there's something beautiful in that interspecies connection, which I think sets us up for the future for wherever we're headed. Um, without saying too much more about that, but learning to connect, you know, from being to being and really respect each other's differences and um, feel more connection to all of life, right? That is what lights all of us up is when we have deep connection. And it then also helps us to feel safer here. Yeah. It's when we feel disconnected that we get into some big trouble. So yeah, I, I love watching them work so much because, um, you know, the human animal bond has a lot of research behind it, but it's just so powerful. It's, it's a game changer for people when they get loved or seen in ways that they certainly never had as a child, you know, um, so ch yeah, it changes it for people. And I, as I'm sitting in New York City with all this background noise, <laughs> I'm like nature, horses, silence, breathing. Yeah. But I love, um, Within that, you know, just the sense of slowing down as well. Yeah. I think just, you know, the word surrender keeps coming to me as I'm listening to you. And I just think, I mean, I know for myself, I have no doubt that this would be a profoundly healing experience to do with you because I feel like, especially as an entrepreneur, especially, you know, any of us that are charting a, a path that has not been, you know, laid out before us, right? We're going into the unknown with everything that we're doing, right? Your practice and your horses and your goats is uniquely and forever yours and, and different than anyone else could create. And I think that just even envisioning what that, that experience would be like with just slowing down and, and allowing yourself to be led, right? And guided, whether it's you know, by you in terms of the expert within this field and someone who, I mean, even listening to you speak, it's, you're so eloquently gifted in, in just the language of, you know, even saying like, I had enough self-love to step up and get back on the horse. I mean, even that alone, you as a teacher is such a gift, but then to be able to lead people, you know, to this energetic space that is not human it is not no one teaches this in college no one you know goes you know i'm gonna go get a job you know raising horses in new york right like people are like i'm gonna be a banker i'm gonna be a lawyer and that's just what i'm gonna do so 
I just, I love, I just love everything about your story. And I know for me, it's, I've been so inspired since we've met. And I think um, to take the risk to your point to say, I, in my book, I write about that quiet whisper that only you can hear, right? And it's your song that you're meant to sing and no one else can do it. And I think I am equally wired in terms of, you know, the exact same thing. What lights me up is change is, you know, I, I'm a transformation coach or my speaking coach is like, you're a life change coach. And I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Like changing one life at a time, but I'm yeah. wired for the same thing, you know? And I think that whatever the medium is, it's just helping people to live the, the life that they want and become, you know, the people that they were born to be. So I just, I love that we have had this opportunity. Is there a way, obviously I know location obviously is an issue and obviously the horses are present with you. Um, but someone, you know, who's listening that has been really inspired in terms of what you're doing and who you are and what you're building, what's kind of the best way to get in touch with you and, and learn more about everything that, that you're doing for, for anyone who like me is, is looking to benefit from all that you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. I work at different ranches, so I will travel. Um, there's different ranches on the East Coast and West Coast and even Texas I've worked out of. Um, I can certainly go somewhere where someone is. In 2020, I figured out that the horses work beautifully on Zoom. So they will actually come on camera. Amazing. Up, transmute their energy that way. So I've done a decent amount of workshops um, and private. That's that amazing, by the way. Yeah. That has to be one of the most... <laughs> like successful COVID Zoom stories ever. Yeah, I know. I thought that at one point, I'm like, uh, I wonder if Dell or Zoom would want to do a little story about this. Yeah. Really, I have so many beautiful videos of them being right on screen and like talking to people. It's just been, and I didn't know if it would work, but it did. I played with it. I said, I've got to pivot. I've got to do something, but it really expanded the audience quite beautifully, like having an international audience now. Um, and the horses know what it is now. They read, they look at the people, they read them. It's so cool. So yeah. Yeah, I've loved doing that. Um, and then, of course, people can certainly come visit me. I'm outside of Boulder, Colorado, um, and, you know, do privates or workshops or team buildings. But my website is katenelligan.com, and uh, Kate Nelligan Equine Coach is me on Facebook and also on Instagram. And then I train coaches, new equine coaches. So I realized that people needed a certification and what I felt like was missing in the yeah. industry to really get them prepared to do coaching with horses. So I also have that, which is awakening with equines. So I love, I'm all in, I'll take it all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, excited to have you meet my horses someday. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, I love any vein of healing, right? I think for me, and this could be a whole nother episode, right? But I similarly like went through struggles, struggled with depression, you know, felt suicidal not too many years ago. And so this journey of healing and the multifaceted approach, whether it's reading a book, having a conversation, energetic healing, you know, so many facets. I just love that you have just committed and courageously said, this is my destiny and this is what I'm adding to the world. So I just wanted to say, you know, thank you for being here. Thank you for joining me. And, and I'm so, I love to learn. I think that's one thing is, as we wrap this up, that for me, a thing that lights me up is I love learning. I love knowing more today than I did yesterday. Some of that is humbling and kind of grounding when you realize, oh, you know, I wish I knew this yesterday, but I've learned so much from you in the short time we've known each other. And I'm excited to continue to collaborate and, um, 
bring healing and empowerment and, and getting people to where they want to be. And, and I just, I'm so grateful. Thank you for being on this empowered you episode. And I'm excited to see where you take all of this. I've no doubt, you know, it's, it's going global. So we were all here in the front row. <laughs> I so love it. And yeah, just for the listeners, it really is that it, because you and I both had that piece where we've been depressed and we've had challenges in different ways. And I know if someone's in it or recently out of it, it's just remembering that we can get really pulled by pleasure bit by bit when we commit to what lights us up. And sometimes it's just journaling or meditating on what lights us up. And sometimes it's doing one thing a week that yeah. gets out of you know the funk and movement is a huge one and then next thing we know we're like okay I can grow my capacity to hold and receive joy and pleasure and then that starts to lead our lives instead of that the darker energies because you know we're not meant to stay in the darkness right it's probably served you and I greatly but I my wish for people listening is that they can they find what lights them up by an introspective process or you know working with a coach certainly either of us and like and then that they commit to it, right? That because that's, I feel like that I'm always trying my best to say, hey, if I did this, you can do it and let's pull each other up together, right? So we're just a better society together. And I think I come from the exact same place. I mean, I often say I wrote my book and I'm the writer, but I'm also the reader, right? I yes. get my book on a daily basis. And I think I come from the exact same place, which is I've gone through this, which means how can I share what I've learned to save you maybe from the 11 times I fell down, but also for me, you know, when I was in that dark place and, and it, your, your point is a great one that when you're in it, you truly feel like you'll never get out of it because the darkness surrounds. And, and one of the keys was people that, that held the space for me that connected and said, quite honestly, the most powerful healers were people that had gone through it. So I think that though it was challenging for you and I to go through it, I do think experience, you know, helps certain people, not everyone. One journey is not better than the other. But for me, someone saying, I've been there, like, I'm not going to let you stay there, but I've been there and just know that I'm no longer there. And so it's possible for you too. And I think to your point, just that glimmer of possibility often can just, you know, be enough of a crack for the light to get in. And then once you see a crack, you're like, okay, I can do this. And, mm -hmm. and I think that whatever work we're doing, I think our, our passion is the same. So I, um, I love, I've, I honestly could talk to you for hours, like, and what's our next topic. So I love, <laughs> I love, love you know, that space of alignment and collaboration. So for everyone listening, thank you for joining us on this episode of Empowered You about what lights you up. Um, Kate, thanks for being here. And I'm excited to, to continue to collaborate and congratulations on all you're doing. It's really a gift to this world. Thank you. Same to you. Yes. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.